0: Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 18th day of June. I am Paul White. Thanks for joining me as we journey through 1 Timothy chapter 5. It's a Saturday, and that means I'd like to give you a little heads up on what's coming your way on our full sermon release for Sunday. Every Sunday, we put a full sermon up from somewhere in our travels, and this particular week, it will be an audio-only version as we continue airing for you every other week. I'm trying to filter in these audio-only sermons Airing for you our sermons from the recent C.I.M. That's Connect International Ministries conference that was held at City Church in Floyd's Knobs, Indiana. We we did this for Bishop Jamie Engelhart. Uh, that is his uh, his group, and and uh, I was privileged to speak three times during the conference. And then again on Sunday morning in the host church. And that sermon is coming up here in a couple of weeks. But this particular sermon that we're going to present for you tomorrow, audio only, is from the third of three sermons. It was the Friday night conference open to the public. And it's titled, Life's Little Losers. I almost thought of, I, I, I nearly titled it, Life's Little Losers a screenplay because I try to set this thing up scene to scene. We even do a little bit of uh, blocking and screenplay style in this message as in here's the first scene. And then we do a little scene before that and the closing scene of the movie. We try to sort of walk through that. We set that up in the introduction. That was kind of a last minute addition to the sermon. What I thought might make this flow a little better because I was kind of all over the place in, in setting it up. And I wanted a little bit of structure. I think it worked pretty well, actually. Uh, life's little losers. I don't want to give it away, but it has to do with a, a story that Jesus is involved in with his disciples. I'll tell you this much. It has to do with Jesus putting kids on his knee. Now, you know, those stories from the gospels, multiple stories from the gospels. We put them all together and lay out a case for life's little losers. This is one you will not want to miss. And as a little special bonus at the end of the sermon, when I turn the microphone back over to the host, I thought Bishop Jamie Engelhart's words were so good right there that I left them in. So the last three, four, five minutes is his, him talking to the crowd after I've turned the service back over to him. And I thought it was a really good way to sort of cap off the things that we had talked about in the message—that's not surprising. Jamie is uh, very good at what he does, and I—I I, I just wanted you to be to get a few minutes of him as well as my audience. Uh, I wanted you, as my audience, to get to hear a little bit of him in case you don't listen. Um, and I would, by the way, highly recommend Jamie Engelhart if you're looking for another great voice of the kingdom and grace—one um, that I think is doing a fantastic job of presenting the gospel. Um, not just your rights, but your responsibilities. Uh, I would recommend Jamie Englehart. You can find his stuff online. Um, pretty easy. He's got a pretty wide footprint. Anyway, tomorrow. life's little, losers, check it out. I think you will enjoy it. Um, okay, the the uh the text that we are in today is first Timothy chapter five. Let me read for you, verse 19. Do not receive an accusation against an elder except from two or three witnesses. And this is all I want to say today, a little bit shorter podcast today. Um, There's no rules on how long or short we go, but I can just tell you up front, I don't have a ton. I just want to say this. We are in an hour where we are seeing church leadership be exposed, maybe more than ever before in my life. I know I came through the 1980s where a lot of television ministries had big falls, big public scandals. Most of them were sex related. Some of them were financially related. Some were both. Um, and they were they were body blows to the body of Christ because they those were the faces that were out in front of the church. And that had to change, and it did. And over time, over the last several couple decades we've seen, uh, we still see falls, public falls, but we have seen the church take shape away from these big names, not just around them. And that's been beneficial. Um, But now we're seeing through the advent of social media, more and more exposed ministries through sexual harassment, um, abuse, allegations, things of this nature. And if you If you follow social media at all, you're getting reports of this from major denominational circles, from non-denominational circles. Some of these are big names. Some of these are not big names, but I don't know that I've ever seen as many accusations. It comes on the heels of a very public, um, almost accusation campaign in the secular world, the Me Too movement, um, which brought down a lot of, say, Hollywood studio heads and, and all of these... Who were doing things in private. And in a biblical sense, it's that whole what's done in the dark is made known in the light. You don't, you don't rip people off and hurt people and molest people and abuse people without that thing coming to the surface. And you can say, well, God's not, you know, Christ has already judged that sin at the cross. That's absolutely true. But the consequences of what we do to people still come out. And this text in First Timothy five. Don't receive an accusation against an elder except with two or three witnesses. It's Paul saying, be careful what you, what you take as a true accusation against leadership unless there's two or three witnesses to it. That does not mean that if someone comes forward and says, I was abused or molested or wronged by church leadership, that we should ignore them. It means that we do not just take every accusation at face value. It doesn't mean we ignore every accusation. And there's a fine line. And we need to learn to wrestle it out and walk it. If someone brings an accusation against leadership, we don't just throw leadership out. We need more than just the accusation. But we need to do the hard work of investigating the accusation and seeing if there's validity to it. But we don't need to stop there. And so what's going on in the church, I'm going to say, is a necessary course correction. And God give us leadership who are open to this kind of correction. That's all I'll say there. We'll move on to verse 20 tomorrow. I'll see you then. God bless.